Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Ready for another podcast. How you doing, Elliot? I'm doing pretty good. I feel like we haven't done a podcast for a long time, honestly. <laughs> we haven't done it in this format. The last one, we're out at the lodge having a good old teal hunt. So I haven't even listened to that one yet. I haven't. I just realized it's nice. Like, I haven't <laughs> even listened to that one. Yeah. I can't wait. No, definitely, definitely a good one. Definitely uh, enjoyable to have a definite a definite change of pace having the women on the podcast as well so <laughs> ben's ben's wife is a personality man she's awesome she's hilarious yeah that was hilarious but uh um you know before we jump into the podcast let's let's have a quick word from our partners um first up we got boss shot shell and you guys have heard him on the podcast with us a couple times and you know definitely a, a outstanding company they're um, some awesome guys made in America products. They're pretty local to me as well up there in Michigan. Um, just some good old boys getting on some honkers and, and ducks as well. So, um, you know, some things to hit on for Boss Shot Shells are high density, high quality. Um, you know, one of the other benefits is you can shoot a smaller size shot than you would traditionally kind of going from the bismuth opposed to um you know the steel that we've all been shooting for years now um it's just almost like shooting lead again it's awesome hits hard copper coated bismuth make sure to check them out another sponsor i want to talk to you guys about is htr innovations um this is a company that you've probably heard us talk about quite a bit in fact uh jordan uh, works for them and man it, they've got some phenomenal products right now they're selling an a-frame a quack pack layout pad and gun stand now the quack pack is really really interesting it is a combination of a layout blind and a decoy bag so if you're hiking in a long ways and you need to work on your hide and everything this is an absolutely perfect piece for you um, i have not had a chance to get my hands on one but one my, my very favorite product of HTR Innovations is the layout pad. If you have a layout boat or you're a field hunter, this is a product that will greatly improve your comfortable, how comfortable you are in the field. So certainly check that out with the promo code uh, DuckGun, D-U-C-K space J-G-U-N, you will get 10% off and free shipping. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who, who aren't familiar with the products as well, you know, the Quack Pack is pretty much a branch off of the layout pad. It's the exact same thing, but, um, you know, so just a little bit of added kind of utility and other, um, you know, items added on to that for, to make the Quack Pack, which is awesome. So also want to give a big thanks to our partners over at Gunner Kennels. Um, American made as well and all, all three of these that we just talked about American made which is huge in today's world you know it's uh, you know huge and we love supporting American made companies and I hope you guys do as well um, especially in the day and age we live uh, but roto molded five-star crash test rating on these um, they've shot them you know other testing they've done they shot them with shotgun uh, 12 gauge shotgun at, at 10 paces and with no pellet penetration so it's, it's perfect for your trips, keeping man's best friend safe, um, keeping Chief and Georgie safe on our trips. 
um, going around hunting. So I can't say enough good things about Gunner Kennels. Yeah, and I'll say, um, you know, Gunner Kennels is a fortress. We had, I had several old little dog crates, and I was keeping George in them, and she kept breaking out of them. And man, I slapped that Gunner Kennel on there, and she's in there now. And I promise you, she is not escaping from from the Gunner Kennel. Um, another partner I want to talk about is Brent Birch. I don't know if you caught the podcast that he was on, but he is an author, and I would consider him an, an a, a historian of the Arkansas waterfowl scene and he wrote a book called the grand prairie and it is certainly worth a read perhaps no other place on the planet is as steeped in duck hunting tradition as the grand prairie region of arkansas to the people there duck hunting is a way of life not just a season from the first rice crop grown in 1904 to the famed green timber the the book contains over 340 pages detailing the people, places, and events that earn the region the title of the duck hunting capital of the world. Spectacular photography accompanies engaging content written to educate readers on how the Grand Prairie came to be and has sustained the reputation for world-class mallard duck hunting. A must-have for the duck camp, the office, or for your off-season duck hunting fix. Fans of freelance duck hunting and duck gun podcasts can get free shipping by using the code FDH fdg19 at checkout for the month of september and half of the month of october as well awesome and i also would like to throw a big thanks out to motion ducks and uh we actually that's the guest for tonight so we have been on tonight i'm super pumped about this one um something we've been having in the works for a while and we got it all lined up for tonight um but ben out there from the pacific flyway uh, bringing the motion duck decoy spreader system El- and Elliot and I will both be rocking the the ultimate spreader system um, you know, can do a system for four or a system for seven um, and it really brings lifelike motion um, to your spread and you know that's going to be a big plus for us on those bluebird windless days and um, you know another thing that they preach over there is um, it's great for bringing in those um educated birds kind of later in the season and i'll definitely be pumped to try that out and me and elliot are very optimistic um and we just can't wait to get out through the season with a motion decoy spreader um and you know the other thing about it it sets up in seconds very highly mobile you can just pick it up and go to your next spot um simple easy to use and your birds actually swim in a flock opposed to a straight line um, on the traditional jerk string. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you check out a video so you can see that lifelike motion. And a lot of you probably guys have already seen it. And the coupon code we got for you guys is in all caps, duck gun, and just jump over there when you want to use it for a purchase and it gives you 10% off free shipping and the anchor decoy bag. So, or the anchor bag, it's a, it's a great deal. So make sure to jump over there. And guys, that product is no joke. I've used it. Um, we already recorded the session we're talking with Ben. This product will revolutionize what you think of jerkstring. So that is absolutely the real deal. Um, after you hear this podcast, I, I guarantee you're going to have a desire to get one of these. Um, the last part I want to talk about is Banded, Avery, and GHG. You know, when they approached Jordan and I um, this summer and wanted to set up a, a partnership with us, I tell you, we were extremely honored and just really excited to have them on board. And and since since the, since we've uh, joined this partnership, we've had a chance to try out uh, quite a few of their products. And we're going to kind of be talking about different products during the week, maybe a product of the week kind of segments. But over there, they've got decoys, clothing, 
waders, all things waterfowl. So hey, if you just put in banded, you can bit.com, you can access the Avery and GHG website as well. Um, the, the product I am most excited about right now is the Red Zone 2.0 waders. I've worn neoprene all my life. And I can tell you after wearing their breathables, I will never wear another set of neoprene waders in my life. I was worried about it, but they actually comes in a two layer system. So you have the leg and then you have a second leg over top of it. And it even on the videos made Jordan look cool. I was surprised <laughs> by that. Yeah, it's, it's tough to do. <laughs> it did it though, man. You were looking pretty cool. I even <laughs> used you in both thumbnails. You look so cool. Uh, or I guess it was just one thumbnail. Did I use? I made you. I used you in one thumbnail, and the other I just made you the star of the video. There we go. Awesome. Popping birds right and left. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump in the podcast um, and get Ben on in here. What's going on, folks? I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host Elliot from Freelance Duckening, Graybeard, and our guest for tonight is Ben, the owner and creator of motion ducks decoy spreader system so how you doing tonight ben very good thanks for having me on awesome and uh we've actually had this one in the works for a while and so i'm um, glad that we finally could get our schedules to mesh and last week i actually had to call you off and i've probably can count on one hand the number of times over the 115 episodes we've had where we've had to call off but hospital emergency so that was unfortunate but we're glad to be able to bring you back on this week and um you know talk about everything you got going on and um you know to kind of start off the podcast let's go ahead and let people know who you are and what you got going on yeah so my name is ben hardebeck um i uh came up with the uh motion ducks decoy spreader and um and uh basically developed it with my dad and we started a company together and we've been selling it and uh it's uh it's been a very fun ride it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome we kind of dipped our toe into the waterfowl industry and we've been selling it now i think we're on our we're in our fifth year so it's pretty exciting awesome yeah we've uh we've definitely heard nothing but good things about you guys that's, and that's got to be pretty cool having the father-son duo uh, jumping into the waterfowl industry, which, you know, definitely is a hard in industry to, to get into. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that, that I'm doing it with my dad. It's great. We grew up hunting together and fishing together. So it's awesome. I'm excited to talk about it because I have a long history of hating jerk rigs. Um, not because of how they work, <laughs> yeah. but because of how big of a pain in the ass they are. So this is a great topic oh, and yeah. a great product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely for sure. So, um, you know, kind of before we jump right into the motion uh, decoy spreader, um, let's hear a little bit about how you got into hunting. Yeah, so like I said, I grew up um, primarily big game hunting and fishing with my dad. And um, just into the outdoors, into fishing, into hunting. And, um, you know, waterfowl hunting, we would do it a few times every year, but it was just kind of mixed in. And it was just one of those times um, that I was out hunting that I even came up with the idea uh, for the product and everything. And we can talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, basically just growing up and doing it with my dad. That's how I got into it. Awesome. So are you, uh, would you say, I guess, um, with all the different hunting and um, fishing you do, like what kind of... Uh, uh, what's like there's not like a pie chart but i'm trying to think of yeah how you uh 
how you partition your time for for each uh, activity? So right now, it's the vast majority of it is waterfowl hunting, right? It's kind of shifted because of the business. We're out trying mm-hmm. our product, trying new things, you know, getting pictures, um, stuff awesome. like that. So it's definitely shifted um, that, and I got I have kids, so you know that it makes it uh, a little bit more challenging to kind of do everything. So I'd say fishing and, um, and duck hunting is what I spend most of my outdoor time doing at this point. But uh, I love big game hunting. I love it, man. That's, that's what I grew up doing. So I'll get back into it one of these years. So what all big game do you typically hunt up there? Uh, usually elk and deer is, uh, is primary. Um, yeah, I got lots of buddies who shoot bear. Um, you know, some of them hunt cougar. So that's pretty tough, but, uh, mm. do they yeah, eat them? Do they eat them or just, just, uh, what do they do with the cougars when they no, shoot? No, I, I don't know. No, I don't think they, <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I know two of my buddies have shot a cougar. I don't know if either one of them ate them. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's something that's pretty cool with, uh, um, you know, I think for Elliot and I both being in the central flyway and um, Mississippi flyway, you know, um, or those regions of the United States, we don't have the chance to get on big game or even, I mean, you guys get on some, some awesome fisheries over there. Oh yeah, definitely. Well. So it's like, uh, I mean, I'm always interested to hear, you know, cause waterfowl is, you know, my, my biggest passion for sure. And, and why people, you know, for whatever reason, kind of, uh, switch over to that from other different, um, outdoor hobbies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and location matters, you know, being up here in the Pacific Northwest, man, we do have, we're so blessed because we have so many op- options, you know, we can, um, there's just so many great outdoor options up here to do. And so, you know, the pink salmon we're running this year. And uh, so I took my kids out and we just slammed the pinks. I mean, we caught in about three hours, I think we landed 14 or 15 you know and that's just so much fun you know so like we've got that we've got some fisheries the fisheries are kind of um you know hit and miss the it's that's a battle but um but yeah then there's tons of options uh big game small game waterfowl um yeah pretty pretty blessed we live in a great area yeah that's awesome so i guess uh talking about the the um pacific flyway hunting um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. You know, we, we definitely got some, uh, Pacific flyway listeners and they're getting on to us all the time to get more guests that hunt out there. And, um, I don't know whatever reason for whatever reason they haven't been as many. So, you know, go, go ahead and tell us a little bit about what it's like to hunt out there on the Pacific flyway. Hey, we have, uh, more than a hundred day season. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's, it's great. You know, I'm, uh, specifically I'm in Washington and, uh, I'm on the West side of the Cascades. And so I live kind of in an area that is, is kind of split by the mountain range. So we hunt over on the coast, uh, quite a bit. And then we can go to the other side of the mountain and hunt kind of a, still the same flyway, but, uh, almost a, a different set of birds they come through at different times and you'll shoot different species and stuff like that so it's kind of cool we uh we get a lot of different options of of hunting um 
but yeah it, it's a great flyway the last few years have been uh you know a little a little rough it, it stayed so warm over the last two seasons and uh, the birds just did not really come down heavy out of out of canada um, so if we don't get that cold weather uh, it can definitely like everywhere you know it can definitely uh, affect the flyway and we go down and do a show in um, Sacramento in January and so we and we do one in Oregon as well and so we talked to everybody up and down the flyway and uh, yeah last couple of years have been tough tough hunting mm. so what do you have breeding ducks in Washington or do they all come from the north um that I I don't know specifically um, I mean I'm sure there are but uh, but yeah the big push is definitely the northerns you know, you wait for that cold weather, and if you can hit when the northerns come through, you're having good hunts, mm -hmm. definitely. So it's a it's a seven bird limit, if I'm not mis mistaken, right? Yep, yep. And you guys can shoot seven of mallards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two hens, but uh, yeah, we can shoot seven greenheads. Absolutely, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I had is. a video um where i posted and it was six man limit and for indiana right and indiana mississippi flyaway so we only can shoot four and somebody messaged on the video he's like that's not a six man limit and i'm like <laughs> yeah it is yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it is for us he's he was out in utah he's like oh man that's nothing we shoot seven i'm like and that's the first i ever heard of that i didn't realize that um you guys could shoot seven out there which is i mean it's awesome for you guys but it yeah, makes it's me awesome. a little envious <laughs> yeah definitely I, I thought Elliot had it good in the central flyway shooting five, but, I mean, you guys are getting gypped too, Elliot. Yeah, we get six ducks, five mallards. Yep. Um, yeah, so when when does your waterfowl season come in out, out there? Second week of October. So what is that, the 12th or 13th or something like that, I think? Okay, second week. Man, you guys... You guys are getting in there close then. Yeah, it's real way. close. Yeah, it's real close. We just had an early goose season, which unfortunately we were not able to uh, to get out there. It's really short, just a few days. Um, different goose units in our state are open, some of them just for two days, some of them for a little bit more, but uh, was unable to get out this year for the early goose. But then next up is waterfowl. Opens on uh, second weekend of October. And when does it end yes. then? Is it different zones or how does it, you said you have over a hundred day season. How does that play out? Yeah, different zones. Um, there are different uh, areas um, that open and close um, for different species and stuff like that. But uh, in general, uh, pretty much the end of January. And that varies. I, I, I haven't even looked this year to see what specific date, but uh, all the way through the end of January. That's that's a that's a really really. It's awesome, season. yeah. It's awesome. We get a we get a good run. So that's pretty much the exact same season we have here in Kansas, but we've got four zones, and you have to well three zones. I have to travel between to to get that long of a season, but everything's within three hours is the longest drive that we've got to make. Yeah, that's nice. So it's a lot of hunting. So yeah, so definitely. is your. Uh, is your hunting style kind of like primarily public or do you guys have a lot of access to private land? Yeah, we do mostly public hunting. Um, we definitely have some private access um, that will go hit, but we like to get out there and 
Um, you know, specifically with our product, we like to test it in, you know, what kind of guys are hunting, you know, like mm -hmm. birds that are hunted heavily, birds that are really educated. Um, we like to try and get out there in a realistic fashion. You know, I mean, you can go shoot a club and, um, you know, but it, it doesn't really give us all that great of information about our product and different ways to use it and different techniques and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we like to get out there and hunt, hunt public. It's a little bit more challenging, but, uh, mm -hmm. but I'd say, yeah, most of it is public. So, so your public land system out there, is it kind of like free roam or do you have a draw system or tell us a little bit about what you guys have to go through to get on your public land spots? Yeah, there's a, there's a handful of stuff that is, um, drawings, you know, and, uh, stuff like that. But, um, you know, that's just runs like it, like it does everywhere else. Um, and then there's a couple areas that are, that have just some public land hunting. There's some um, different blinds set up. Uh, but for the most part, if you do your research and find out what's, you know, kind of what's open and what's public, you can find some stuff. There's a, there's a good chunk of it out there. Um, so as long as you kind of do your due diligence and do a little scouting, do a little research, you can find some areas without having to do a draw or anything like that, or put your name in or, you know, anything like that. Awesome. So let's go ahead and jump to uh, talking about um, your motion um, system you got going on. And, you know, um, you know, first off, let's let's just, uh, you know, hear the story. How'd you guys get started in it? Yeah. So I was hunting and like Elliot was saying earlier, I was using just a standard jerk line and I was hunting out of a boat. And that's it's so awful setting up out of a boat. You know, and it was a it was a pretty slow day, so I was just sitting there. I was hunting by myself, and I was just sitting out there, just you know, pulling the jerk line, watching this thing work in a single file line. And uh, there wasn't really any ducks flying, so I was just kind of thinking about it. And I had this idea in my head, and I was like, "What? They should be swimming in a flock." And so I thought, I'm gonna go home and and find something. I assumed that something was out there that did what I, the idea that I had in my head. And I, I got home and I, you know, jumped online and I searched up and there wasn't really anything out there. And so I was like, that's, that's really odd. Why doesn't this exist? So I actually made one out of PVC pipe and uh, gave it to my dad. This was a right around Christmas. I gave it to my dad um, as kind of a joke, but also like, like we should try this thing, right? And he was laughing at it. He was like, what in the world is this when he opened it? But anyway, we took it out. Uh, the first one was PVC, but then I, um, then I built a second one out of old aluminum arrows uh, <laughs> with a chunk of plastic in the middle. Um, and the old aluminum arrows, they, uh, you know, they definitely got bent up and everything pretty quickly, but we got to take it out at the end of December, beginning of January and hunt with that very first prototype. And it, it was insane. Like the birds were responding like absolutely crazy and they were very educated and they were just dumping in. And we were like, this is incredible. And all we had set up was six decoys. 
And so at that point, we were like, I think we got to give this thing a shot. I think we should try to make this thing and see if people like it. So that was kind of like the, the month of uh, the idea into building a prototype and using it for the first time. Um, yeah, and then it was like, you know, months of, of uh, developing it and testing different things and finding product. That's, that's a whole nother story in and of itself, but uh, that's kind of how it all came about. Yeah, and guys, if you haven't seen this yet, um, you know, definitely go right now and check it out. Um, they, you can you can look them up on YouTube or anything like that. Uh, Motion Ducks, and just took a look at how lifelike and real this looks. I mean, it's it really is a genius idea, and, and it got it just has the best lifelike motion I've ever seen from in, any system. So I mean, yeah. it's something that when we talk about, you know, it's but it's something visually you guys need to see as well. So you know, po- pause the podcast, guys, right now. Go check it out, or wait to the end and look it up. One of the yeah. two, you guys, <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Just so you can understand what he's talking about, it's it's really important to kind of see it. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, basically all it is is it's an X, and you put your decoys at the end of it, at the end of each point of the X, and then that you hook up to your jerk line, and so. One of, the, one of the benefits of it, like Elliot was saying about how he doesn't like setting up a jerk line, um, one of, actually kind of one of the side effects was the system is so easy to hook up. You don't have to have this long string that you have to always keep tension on. You don't have to unwind it and hook a decoy up and then unwind a little more and hook a decoy up. It's all there. So you hook your decoys up before you go out for your hunt. You just plug the spreader in and you chuck it in the water with an anchor on it and that's it. It can just it can even float around just like another decoy. It can't touch, can't tangle. And then as we were building it, um, you mentioned the lifelike, you know, motion of the decoys. When we were building it, this is actually a great little story. My parents live on a lake and we were out testing uh, just the motion and different ideas on how to make this thing better. And we connected two of our spreaders together. And this guy was bass fishing. And he was just kind of putting his boat past the dock. And he was watching us just kind of work and test this thing with decoys on it. And he stopped and he was like, are those, are those decoys? He's like, and we, you know, we said, yeah, these are decoys. And he's like, what in the world is that thing? <laughs> and... Uh, and we, we told him, we're like, well, we're, you know, we're testing this waterfowl product we're making. And he's like, I'll give you 150 bucks for that right now. <laughs> and we were like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but but he, he actually, driving by in his boat, he said, I thought you guys were like feeding and playing with real ducks. And it's because awesome. when you pull the thing, um, you get some decoys moving this way, some decoys moving this way. And like my idea when I was sitting out there, on that original hunt pulling the single file jerk line that's exactly what it does it creates a flock of of moving decoys and the more realistic your motion can be you know it's just it's it's killer it's it's amazing what it does to the birds i am really really excited about your product and i am naturally fairly skeptical about about products and and their flaws and and everything and my progression with jerk rigs is that I I can't stand them. I just I love how they add motion when there's no wind. 
But the thing I the thing I cannot stand about jerk rigs is we are really really mobile. I mean, we will move if the ducks want to land 100 yards over, we're going to pick our whole setup and move over 100 yards. And once you add a traditional jerk rig to that, it the it it doubles your time and effort of moving. It's like so you have to wind up every single one. The process is just I I can't stand it. And um, I was out on a teal hunt last Sunday. And I had had your product for a while, but I hadn't had a chance to use it. And so we took it out. I was only using um, the, the Forda because it's just a little teal hunt and everything. And I had really hadn't done a whole lot of preparation for setting it up or anything. So I just had this out of the box, had no idea how to set it up. Um, or at least I had not watched any tutorials on this is what you do. And, and it was extremely easy. I, I mean, I could figure it out just like one, two, three. Uh, but what I didn't realize until I went to pick it up was that it, all the parts come apart. So the string that you wrap, you can just unclip yeah. that and have that separate. Yeah. The anchor can come off if you want. If you want, but then uh, the thing I didn't realize that blew my mind is that you grab that centerpiece and you collapse it, flip it over your shoulder, and your ducks are still attached, and you just go. And you're and gone so, totally. With a traditional jerk rig, you have to take them all off because if you don't take them off, it's going to be a tangled mess by the time it's you're terrible. Done. It's yeah, awful. It's terrible. So anytime you want to be, anytime you want to move at all within a hunt, it's just the jerk rig. What I would do is I'd be in a rush to move, and I would just haphazardly, and it was never going back up. <laughs> it was just like get yeah. rid of it, get it back up. And the the other thing that I would so so that aspect of it to me, how mobile it is, is just. I was so excited about that. And the other aspect I really wanted to talk about is here in Kansas and everywhere, wind makes the biggest difference in the world. So I keep track of all of my statistics and how I do with different wind variables and a website I made, freelance.hunting.com. And um, when there's no wind, five or under, I shoot 2.3 ducks a hunt. If it's above five miles an hour, I shoot uh, 3.3. Uh, 3.0 ducks hunt so it's almost a full you know it's three-fourths of a duck difference in a, in a hunt wow. which is that's an amazing stat i mean that's a lot and so what we've been trying to do the last couple of years is just go about a dozen dozen half decoys and um, when there's no wind and put a lot of motion in it and the and and we've had a little bit of success with it but the problem is is that we have this singular jerk rig line like you said that just goes straight out so on a no wind day you still cannot fill even a dozen and a half decoys with motion. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, there was one time we had seven, we had seven ducks on a traditional jerk rig, and we were running about a, a dozen and a half decoys. And even that was not enough to spread out that motion to a whole dozen and a half. And so with this, with the system you have, with the four connected to the other four, I cannot wait to get out and on those no wind days with a dozen half decoys, and now you've got eight spread out, not just on a line like you said, I cannot wait to see, and I'll be tracking the numbers, so I will know whether it's effective. I will know, because after this year, after this year, I'll have hard data with no wind. I think it's gonna greatly improve, I really, really do. Yeah, that's awesome. The, The double system you're talking about, we actually sell that specifically. We call it the ultimate spreader system. And when you connect two spreaders together, that's when you really start getting the unique, like random decoy motion. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, a, that's a key component of the idea 
when you have just a single spreader, they all still kind of move in unison a little bit. Uh, but even bigger than that, you can add three together or four together. We hunt with four of them connected together all the time. And that's actually, I think it's 13 decoys. Every time you add another spreader, you add three more decoys to it. Okay. So you start with the four and then you add three. And the reason why is because you connect uh, one of the arms into another decoy on a different mm -hmm. spreader. So you lose a bird, but then we have this connection bar that that gets the that you add another bird in. So it's seven birds uh, for the ultimate spreader. But what we do in situations like that is we'll hunt two of the ultimates. So you have 14 birds on two different jerk lines. So you have you can spread your motion out a little bit. And um, on bluebird days, like that's it makes such a huge difference. Huge. Yeah. It's awesome. And then the other well, thing that you were talking about, just real real quick on the on the being mobile thing, we have a spot here in Washington called the Potholes. Anybody from this area is going to know what the Potholes is, and it's like sand dunes, and you can you can jump from one pond to the next to the next. What we'll do, we actually uh, part of the mobility of the system is one of our sales pitch when we talk to people about it, because you can what we'll do is if we have a bunch of decoys set up and we see decoys, birds landing somewhere else, we'll take just the spreader. It takes like 30 seconds to break down. We'll take just the spreader and go hike 100 yards and set up just the spreader there. So we're not moving the entire spread. And then we'll, because the, the spreader and the motion by itself is usually effective enough to pull birds in, especially when, you know, when they get smarter and smarter. So, um, mobility is huge it's so easy to to tear down and set up so simple and you don't ever have to take the decoys off they just stay on you flip them over your shoulder no we never you keep do. them on all year we we hook up we almost none of our decoys now have decoy liner anchors on them if we anchor decoys we just throw a spreader out and anchor the spreader and just leave it mm -hmm. so yeah that's you know we have access to a lot of spreaders but uh yeah, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to ever take them off. Well, I personally am going to have hard data for you by the end of the year. I know how. I mean, I hunt about thirty times. So the data will be relatively small because we'll probably yeah, yeah. have seven or eight days, you know, with no wind. Um, but I, I fully anticipate um, our success rate on no wind days to to increase. I, I really, really do. It's that. It's it's just a unique phenomenal product we've been scratching our head about this no win thing for years and i really think it's going to make a, a great difference that'll be so, fun so to see a, so here's a question for you just kind of out of personal curiosity um but i know up on your website you guys have a different spreader for um for geese can you use the ultimate spreader or do you just hook two of these the, the goose ones together to make like a, a ultimate goose spreader because one thing for me that um, I've been trying to solve and we've been using like the traditional kind of jerk rig system and not getting a ton of motion from it but on our, our goose hunts um, where we don't have a lot of motion you know you can't just throw in a mojo or something like that you know so this is going to be awesome for that but what's uh what's your guys um, solutions for those yeah, so the goose one, okay, the, the typical spreader, our standard spreader, if you have decoys that are basically smaller than about 22 inches, um, it'll work 
The larger decoys, they look a little tight. We bought a, a little bit smaller goose floaters, and I think they're 22 inches long, and uh, they're pretty good. I, there's, a, there's videos of, a, of that, you know, those goose on this, that spreader out there somewhere. Um, but, you know, a lot of decoys are, are larger than 22 inches. So the, mm-hmm. the goose, the extra large goose spreader is, um, the arms of it are extra long. They're about 15 inches longer each. So you can put your bigger goose decoys on it. So that's the only difference between the two. But yeah, if you, if you have smaller goose floaters, then you can throw them on the regular spreader. Absolutely. Awesome. And so if you do want to run like one of those larger uh, goose spreaders, can you just connect them the same exact way to make your own kind of ultimate version of, of the goose spreader system? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They connect the same way. In fact, we have a connection bar that's longer specifically for the goose spreaders. Um, yeah, absolutely. The one thing about the goose spreaders that we, we kind of uh, throw a little bit of a warning out there is those, that ar- those arms become quite long. Uh, they're 45 inches long, um, you know, out of the center hub. And there's, there's only about an inch of the, of the rods that are stuck in that center hub. So, you know, on the standard spreader, you can just pick the spreader up from the center puck and the, the decoys can be hanging and there's plenty of strength in the system. It's not a big deal. But when you got heavy goose floaters on there, just try to keep the weight, um, you know, off of that center hub because there's only about an inch of the arm in there and that, c- that can kind of crack on you. We've had that happen. So you have to be a little bit more careful, like just keep the weight off of the decoys uh, on the goose system. But, oh man, it, the goose system is awesome. It, it, uh, it's a great addition because you're, you're right, there's not a lot of motion options for goose on water. So. Yep. Awesome. So um, we kind of touched on some of the other ones we wanted to hit on. But maybe we'll just kind of re-go over them a little bit. But what's the the main differences between like a you know a jerk rig system and um, the motion duck decoy spreader? Yeah. So the biggest difference is that our spreader, the motion is realistic. The decoys move kind of randomly. They some of them will go this way, some of them will go that way, and it just looks more realistic. And that's key. That's huge. And then additionally, it's just way, way easier to set up than a standard jerk line. You hook your decoys up before you go out, plug the spreader together, and you can chuck it in the water. It's really, really simple. The single four duck spreader takes, you can have it set up in 30 seconds. And then adding another spreader to it to, to make the ultimate takes less than two minutes so it is so simple to set up. So those are the two biggest factors. Um, obviously, the motion, the realistic motion is what you want because that's what's going to pull birds in. So Awesome. And then um, you guys got a little bit of different system for your anchor system. Do um, you want to go ahead and, and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we just do a lot of hiking hunting, and we kind of got sick of packing in, you know, two, three, four pounds of anchor weight. And uh, actually, the first time we ever did something like this is the, the anchor is just a bag that you can fill with rocks or sand. So you're not packing in the extra weight. The first time we ever did it, we actually used one of our socks because we forgot an anchor. 
And we were like, what are we going to do? We don't have an anchor. And so we took one of our socks off and filled it with rocks, tied it as the anchor, and it worked great. And we were like, this should exist with our spreader. Because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a great way to just move around quickly. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's great. If you're hiking in, you don't have to pack in weight. Awesome. But you do need rocks or sand wherever you're hunting. And I know some spots don't have that. If you hunt the same spot, we have one spot specifically that's just mud. And uh, so we actually hiked a rock in one time and we have it stashed. And it's always been there. We, we, we've always had our anchor at that location. So that works. There you go. Or just throw it in your boat or whatever. Yeah, on a boat, a lot of times you don't really need, you know, you got an anchor in the boat. You don't have to carry it. It is primarily for hiking in, but it's a great, you know, it's a great anchor regardless. You can use it in any situation. All right. Well, I think right now is probably a good point to jump to the lightning round. Anything you want to add in there, Elliot, before we do that? Um, I, I wanted to add I would one say... more thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you have, everyone has traditional jerk rigs, you can also always just use that anchor from a traditional jerk rig and bring it with you and throw it in there also if you want to. Yeah, definitely. So I, I just wanted to add one more thing. I think the, uh, with our spreader, the two situations that we've seen, one is like your bluebird days, right? Um, when there's no wind and you can put that motion on the water, that's huge. But the most amazing like effect that we've seen is when you're hunting really educated birds. Uh, what we've learned is we put only our spreaders out. Like the later the season gets, the more educated the birds get, we hunt only our spreader. And we've had, we had one specific hunt that we had about 80 decoys set up and my dad and I said, let's just, it was on the Columbia River and we had shot in about three hours, we had shot maybe three or four birds. And so we said, let's just go try only our spreader. This was the end of January. I think it was about January 20th, somewhere in that range. So we took our spreader, just our spreader, seven decoys. Actually, at that time, it was only six decoys. And we took it about 300 yards down river. And we, we had six decoys out, started pulling. And him and I limited in like, about two hours, maybe two and a half hours, we had our limit and the birds were just dumping in on it. And it's like, uh, it's like it turned educated, smart birds into opening day. It was absolutely insane. So if uh, anybody listening, if you pick it up, if you're hunting really educated birds, try that. Try eliminating your spread down to only motion. Don't have any static decoys out at all, and it is it is uh, amazing how they respond. Awesome! You got me excited. Yeah, definitely excited. <laughs> to test some, yeah, <laughs> definitely excited to test out some different strategies and different. You know, it, it's definitely going to be awesome for sure. So. Yeah, it's it's great. We've had guys tell us this one guy. I met him in Alabama at a sportsman show, and this he's just this old big beard hunter. And he came up to us at the show completely unprompted. And he was like, young man, did you come up with this? And I said, yeah. And he goes, this is the best, this is the best duck hunting product I've used in 30 years. He's like, I, I just got to say this thing is amazing. 
<laughs> like, yes, that is awesome. <laughs> so we've had, I mean, the response that we've gotten from it, it really is actually overwhelming. It's pretty humbling, actually, because, you know, my dad and I will just kind of sit and laugh and think like, like there's guys out there that are using this, that love our product, you know, and um, we, we've got some great feedback. It is absolutely worth giving it a shot. We, um, you know, I'll tell people at sportsman shows, you know, they'll come in on like a Friday and I'll say, buy it, use it this weekend, come back on Sunday. If you don't like it, I'll give you your money back and you can keep it. And they're like, what? For real? I'm like, I'm <laughs> confident you're going to love this thing. It works because it's just realistic, right? The motion, motion is key in duck hunting. It's key. You have to put motion in your decoy spread. Um, that makes some of the biggest difference of everything. And uh, the motion's realistic. It looks like a flock of, of birds out there. So it's pretty cool. It's been very fun. Awesome. All right. Well, lightning round. So Let's this is quick words, quick questions, or quick words, <laughs> quick questions, quick answers, and helps us know a little bit more about you as a duck hunter. So let's jump on into it. Um, what kind of shotgun do you shoot? Versamax Remington. And what's your dream gun? I don't really have a dream gun. I do like the Versamax. <laughs> it's a great gun. <laughs> there you go. Um, and what size shot do you use for ducks? Uh, well, three-inch shells, um, kind of a variety. And uh, do you have a specific size you, you like for, for geese? You know, we don't do a ton of goose hunting, to be honest with you. I, it's something I want to increase much, much more, but uh, I don't do a lot of goose hunting. And um, what's your favorite kind of uh, terrain to hunt for waterfowl? Um, I mean, flat water, because, you know, we get our spreader out there and, and use it, ponds. I do like hunting the coast too. It's it's quite different. You guys get on any rivers or anything like that? Yeah, we hunt rivers for sure. And uh, what's your favorite blind snack? Blind snack? Oh man, uh, <laughs> you got to go with beef jerky, right? There you go. That's a good yeah, one. It's awesome. And um, you've kind of answered this already, but we'll change it up for you. What's your what's your favorite type of duck to shoot? Um, I like I like shooting pintail. It's got to be my favorite. Go. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's never even hardly seen a pintail, let alone shot one. Yeah. Oh man, know. sometimes Whereas, it's like all we see, and we can. You know, they're, we can't, it, sometimes it's just flocks of pintail and you already shoot your pintail and it's like, okay. And, you guys get uh, one pintail? in or boat? Uh, I got to check the regs and see if um, they changed it. It was two, but then they uh, moved it down to one. Um, but uh, so I better not, I better not say definitively because I know there was talk that they were going to bump it back up to two, but I, I'm, not, I'm not sure at this point. If I went out today, I'd only shoot one, <laughs> but I would check. Walk, walk in or boat? Um, Got to go with the boat. Love the boat. Awesome. And uh, Elliot, am I forgetting any of the, the standard ones? No. What kind of boat you got? We just have a little John boat, 
17 footer, 25 horse on it. Gets around pretty good. Yep, sweet. And then to round out the lightning round, um, a new question. Actually, Elliot came up with this one. But why do you hunt? Um, just love it, man. Getting in the outdoors. Uh, it's just amazing. Even if, you know, most of the time, even if I don't shoot anything, it's just so awesome getting outside and enjoying it. Awesome. All right, man. We'll really appreciate you coming on, um, you know, discussing all your Pacific flyway hunting and, uh, your motion duck, um, decoy spreader system. So really appreciate you coming on. If you can, uh, go ahead and let people know where they can find you from your website to your social media, all those platforms. Yeah, definitely. Um, motionducks.com uh, is where you can pick the spreader up. And uh, we have a coupon for, for the listeners here at the show. The boys will tell you about that. And then social media, just everything Motion Ducks, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. So it's all Motion Ducks. Awesome. And uh, and like you said, the code we got um, is DUCKGUN, all caps. So make sure you, you check that out over there on the website. Um, that'll be awesome. So Yeah. Uh, and that'll get you, you uh, before we... that code will get you 10% as well as um, a free anchor bag, which is a, a really good deal. And free shipping, I believe, right? And free shipping. Yeah, we, we do free shipping on the site no matter what. So, yeah, free shipping. And then uh, 10% off your um, your order and an anchor bag. And the anchor bags we sell anywhere from 10 to 15 bucks, depending on the promotion we're running. So, yeah, it's a great it's a great deal. It's a great coupon. Awesome. Anything you want to add, Elliot? I would just say I was excited about this product before tonight, and after talking about it, I'm just really, really excited about using it on those no wind days. Every day, but for sure on the no wind days. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see your, your figures. I know one season uh, won't be very definitive, but that'll be, that'll be very great to see yeah, how it affects it. For sure, definitely. Alrighty, folks, that's all we got for tonight. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and Ben from Motion Ducks, and we'll see you guys on the next one.